Thanks for listening to our podcast, Lightly Salted. This is our first edition, the one from which the title for the podcast came. In putting together the podcast, we realized that we had some microphone problems, a loose wire most likely. So as you hear our first one, you'll be hear some popping and clicking and a little bit dropping of the voice. We've changed out microphones, and after this, the sound quality seems to be quite a bit better. But again, thank you for being with us, and we pray that God's blessings would be with you, that you would be the salt and the light that he calls you to be, wherever you are at. Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what he calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our Old Testament reading is recorded for us in the prophet Isaiah, the 49th chapter. It includes the complaints of the people and, well, God's response to their complaints. They think he's not paying attention to them, and they deserve his attention because, well, they're doing all the things he wants, and yet they're not. We have fasted, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such, this, is such the fast that I choose, a day for a person to humble himself? Is it not to bow down his head like a reed? and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a continuation of reading in the first letter to the Corinthians, the second chapter. In last week's text, we had heard Paul talking about how the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the very power and wisdom of God. And Paul continues sort of along that theme and the the weakness of what he is coming with and its overwhelming power and glory. And And I, when I came to you, brothers did not come preaching to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, 
but in the power of God. Yet, among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this, the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. This too is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Gospel reading is according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. And uh, like uh, with our epistle reading, this is a continuation of the Gospel that we heard last week. We heard uh, the Beatitudes and the sort of upside-down blessings that God gives to His people. And uh, this week, uh, we hear Jesus telling us again who we are. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. This is your Christian calling. This is how Jesus employs his followers. And to follow up what Pastor Harville had said last week about the Beatitudes, this is not what have to do or you have to be. This is who you are. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And just in case you think you're not those things, let me say it again. You are. 
Jesus says you are. And you are who God says you are. His word, it does what it says. His word brings that which is not into being. His word speaks reality into existence. So if you are what he says you are, then you are salt and light. His salt and his light. So then what does God do with his salt of the earth? Well, he sprinkles you where he needs you to preserve a rotting world because that's what salt does. So in the midst of sin, the Lord sprinkles his Christians. In the midst of death, God sprinkles his Christians. In the midst of evil things, the Holy Spirit sprinkles his Christians. And he does that so that in the midst of all of those things, His forgiveness, His life, His love might also be present. That the decay and the rot would not run rampant in the world. That sin wouldn't gain the upper hand. But that God would be present in them, in you. And maybe you're not even aware of it. But that is the calling that He has given you wherever you are. And so consider where you are in your life. Consider the people God has gathered around you. A coincidence? An accident? Just a chance? No. Because in you, the Lord is present in all of those places with all of those people to bless and preserve. And so, Jesus has put you to be his light as well. No one lights a lamp and puts it on her basket. Jesus says you, put it on a stand. Why? So that it gives light to all the house. So, you too. The Lord has poured out his spirit upon you. And he has enlightened you with his gifts. So then God is in the business of putting you in the darkness. Sometimes, in some really deep, dark places. Why? To light them up. That the darkness would not be overwhelming, but that people might be able to see in it. So that people might be able to see a light of hope in the midst of despair. The light of life when confronting death. The light of forgiveness when all they know and all they hear is the darkness of condemnation. The light of love in a dungeon of hate and fear. You bring those gifts with you because you bring God and His Spirit wherever you go. And again, you might not even be aware of it, that Jesus is at work through you in this way. But this is who you are, Jesus says. It's not what you have to be, that's law. It's who you are. Pure gospel. But it also means it might not be easy. It is not easy to be found in the midst of sin and death and evil and darkness. But maybe. Maybe it's a little easier to live in those places when you know that it is part of God's plan. 
that Jesus hasn't somehow forgotten about you or abandoned you or, or even worse, he's somehow punishing you, but rather that he needs you there to be his salt, his light, to preserve and enlighten a very dark and rotting world. Now, honestly, this flummoxes me. I really don't know why God chooses to do things this way. I mean, it seems like there are a whole lot easier and more effective ways than he could be doing this than through me. Because salt and light? Really? Me? Now, the Apostle Paul, wow, we can really see God at work using him and calling him to be salt and light in the world. I mean, he's the M-goat. You know, missionary, greatest of all time. But a couple of things about that. I mean, first and foremost, it was not Paul's decision and it was not Paul's doing. Jesus made Paul who he was and Paul is the first one to tell anyone that. Jesus put Paul where he did. Jesus said, Paul, you are salt and light. And Paul was. And think about this too. Paul, it seems, really didn't think of himself as salty or bright. Certainly not among the Corinthians. Did you hear what he said today? He came to the Corinthians in weakness and fear and with much trembling. And he says he didn't come with lofty speech or great wisdom. No, great, I have a dream speech for Paul. No. Just Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Just Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what Paul came with. Because with that comes this forgiveness of sins. With that comes life in the midst of death. With this comes good in the midst of evil. Love in the midst of intolerance and hate. God was present there in Paul, through Paul, his salt, his light. But perhaps you're still thinking about how all of this doesn't seem quite possible because really, not very salty. You know, on that saltiness scale... I'm pretty much that part that deserves to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And light, not the brightest bulb in the drawer, as they like to say, or using the candle. I get too easily blown out in sin. And honestly, you may not like this, but looking at yourself for yourself's sake, that really is what you should think. You're not good enough. You're not bright enough. You're not strong enough. If Jesus said, you have to go out there and be my salt in the world, you have to go out there and you have got to shine as brightly as you can, and if you don't, well... Well, we don't. Not as we should. Our righteousness does not exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, those most scrupulous keepers of the law. So salt and light, yeah, 
We're not qualified. We're not good enough. And that's exactly why we don't spend a lot of time looking at ourselves, but spend an awful lot of time looking to Jesus. While we hear the accusing voice of the law, we listen to Jesus. Because again, this isn't really about what you do. You are what Jesus does and what He says you are. What His Word says you are. Because His Word brings into being that which is not. And His Word speaks reality into existence. So yeah, on your own you're lost. Not good enough. But you're not on your own. God's Word. Even God's Word made flesh has spoken a different reality. So He brings a new reality and a new life. And he not only says that you are his salt and his light, and so you are, he also calls you his child, a member of his heavenly family, and so you are. He calls you forgiven and righteous because he has given you his forgiveness and his righteousness. He calls you his, and so you are. He gives you life, and so you have it. The waters of baptism did all of that for you. The Word of God in that water took you from darkness to light, from sinner to saint, from death to life, from hell to heaven. Christ crucified did all of that for you. And of course what Jesus says is true. We can't make salt that's lost its saltiness salty again. Just like we can't make the dead alive again. We can't. But Jesus can. And Jesus does. His death and His resurrection, the proclamation of it, can. The Word of God can. And in fact, it's His specialty. And He has done it many times. God speaks the words, your sins are forgiven. That makes you salty again. Don't be afraid. Jesus says, take and eat, take and drink. You are receiving me. I am the light of the world, Jesus says, but I am in you. And you are the light of the world. It's why we gather for worship. To be filled again and again with Jesus so that we would be what He says we are, salt and light. Or as we said in our opening psalm, we're going from strength to strength. Every time we gather around the Word of God, we are being strengthened. And we're on a path, and sometimes that path takes us through the valley of tears, and that's okay. Because we are God's salt, and we are His light, strengthened by Him to be exactly who we are. So, maybe these words put a new spin on your life. Help you see things in a new way. Maybe even give you some joy and confidence when you are in those dark or rotten places of life that maybe you can be the salt 
and light for someone else. Or maybe Jesus put them in your life to do that for you. We may not know why everything happens the way it does. But how good it is to know that your Savior is working for you and through you and in you. That He has plans for you. That you're important. Important enough to go to a cross for. To make you His child. To make you His saint. Forgiven. Justified. Sanctified. Glorified. Baptized. Absolved. Cleansed. Inside and out. Salt. And light. Placed where you are. All of it His work. His life working in you. So look to Him. Listen to Him. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Praise be to God. Amen. And may the peace of God, the saltiness and light of God established in Jesus' death and resurrection fill you that you may go to those places, even the valley of tears, strengthened in Him. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.